Good morning, Toby and Merrill. Hi, can I speak to Kim, please? Uh, hold for one moment, please. Thank you. Toby and Merrill, this is Kim. How can I help you? Kim, it's Joey Jingola. Oh, how are you? Good. Hey, I was like, who is Kent, Ohio? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. bread and butter is home and auto. We have a really good relationship with the Realtor Association around here. So we do very well with new homes and getting home and auto. So that is our bread and butter. Sounds pretty tasty to me, I think. That's my good friend Kim Wood of Toby and Merrill Insurance in Hampton, New Hampshire. And I have a terrible habit of pretty much always asking somebody at some point in time, what their bread and butter is, what do they do the best, what do they like to do the most, and what is, I guess, currently supporting the agency. I guess that's what what's implied when I ask, what is your bread and butter? And Kim's answer is, it's the home and auto. They've got a pretty good deal with the local Realtors Association. That's a fantastic place to start. So they're driving, I'm assuming, tons of home mortgage broker realtor referrals from this partnership and it's working well for them that's what they want to do but what we're going to find out as we get into this episode is where they maybe want to focus and then even more importantly where they want to focus their efforts online and just because we've had this conversation plenty of times but why not have it again because you know kim brought it up so Let's indulge. And the question becomes, just because you have a bread and butter that is tried and true, that is always there, that has been the thing that you always do, doesn't necessarily mean that's what it should be moving forward or what you have to focus on online. Now, it depends on how much bread is getting buttered, I guess, and how much more bread you want uh, this is getting way too over the if you don't want i guess here's the thing right if you're saying you know maybe we would like to expand horizons maybe we think there's opportunity to to kind of move over here great uh i guess with the, the the whole buttering of the bread thing it's you know the reason you would i guess continue that effort online is because your agency you would imagine would be uh somewhat fined tuned, well-oiled machine to support that business. Or maybe on the other hand, it's not, maybe it's kind of at capacity or maybe it handles what it handles right now. And there might not be room for, you know, a substantial influx and increase in business and lead activity. Otherwise then yes, that's when you might want to, the eyes start to wander and you start to think to yourself, well, that, that doesn't, that sounds, that's kind of nice over there. What's that thing happening? I could probably do that because then that becomes an entirely different conversation. And then it really just becomes more or less a focus on, you know, what you need to promote on the website. We're trying to build the commercial. We have a pretty good commercial book, but we can get it higher. So that's what I have to talk with my dad and my uncle about, kind of what do you want to promote more on the website? Is it our bread and butter that we're pretty good at right now, or is it the where we want to grow? 
Now, this conversation can get a little tricky because the obvious answer isn't maybe always the right one, meaning that, well, the thing that you are good at, the thing you would assume that you would be promoting might not necessarily be the thing that, again, like we had just mentioned, is going to be the thing that you're going to continue to do, mainly mainly because it might be an opportunity to break free from that thing if you've always just sort of kind of liked it, maybe tolerated it a little bit. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you how to live your insurance life, but this would be a chance to sort of break free, have your sort of college experimentation years, if you will, and figure out maybe something new. And this is where the conversation, again, much like in Kim's case, it can get more complicated and it can be prolonged, uh, I guess, unnecessarily in a lot of cases, because there's going to be a lot of debate, a lot of back and forth. In reality, I don't know that it matters all that much. It's really, what are you going to you know, when we say promote, I guess that's the first sort of, these are the words that get tossed around and how much meaning do they actually have? Do you know what that is actually going to look like in straight out execution form? Because there's two really primary functions of, of how something would be promoted on your website. One would just be generally listed as, hey, this is a thing we do. Here's some basic information, maybe some slightly more expanded information, and that's it. We just, we're just we just letting you know that this service, this type of business, this type of insurance is available for us to handle for you. That's baseline promotion, right? Now you can take it a step further and say, well, no, hold on a second. We're actually going to create really in-depth, robust all-encompassing content that would essentially promote this thing on the website. And those are two very different things. And making sure that each of you, when having this conversation, is completely and fully aware of what the other person means when they say promote, it's probably important because, as you can tell, in the execution, they're vastly different. And in that difference also comes a, a difference of results of what you are going to get. Again, just the top level, we do this thing here, check it out. If you'd like to know more, please give us a call. Promotion, that's going to yield not nearly as kind of deep, long-lasting results as if you were, again, going way, way, way down that that kind of rabbit hole to provide the extensive, robust knowledge and expertise. That's the stuff that's going to continue to pay dividends for you know multiple months and years to come. So that's a very, very important, I guess, conversation to have when talking about what gets featured, what gets promoted, because people, here's the other thing too, this is the other kind of dark little seedy corner of the whole, is it getting promoted or not? And what the definition of that, that person's uh, promotion is in their head is, is that they sometimes feel as if it's not getting its due on the website, if it's not getting promoted, then it's somehow being neglected. And that is somehow then turned into this sort of negative thing. Well, wait, why aren't we talking about this thing that has traditionally been what the agency was based on? And it feels you get a little, just a little touchy feely about the whole thing because, well, it's, it's your baby in, in a way, and you don't want it to be left out. Who wants to get be picked last? That sort of thing. But in reality, it's not necessarily about that. It's more about what can you find a way to attract and get in the door. That's what it is all about online. What do you have the easiest option, the ability to uh, garner attention, drive people to, 
That's it, right? And then once that is happening and working, then it becomes your job to figure out, well, do we want to get them to what has been that traditional bread and butter? How do we get them? What are the what are the steps? What are the timeframes? All of those fun questions then become the primary topic of concern and really nothing else. Because the biggest thing to keep in mind is that I don't know if it's really a race. I started on the personal side because that's where we needed help when I came in. I see it as easy, but I've also heard the commercial side is easy. But I think it's more the experience of the person doing it. If we can kind of focus on, okay, if we get a lot of leads for commercial, can we build that faster than the home and auto? I guess the more important number in this scenario isn't the total number of leads generated as it is the average number of revenue generated per sale. And that's something to consider when especially having the personal home and auto conversation versus the traditional commercial, I don't even know if it's traditional, the, the, the commercial sales. Again, looking at the, the commercial side versus the personal, which, you know, which target, which sort of niche, if you will, has the opportunity to generate the most revenue or commission per sale. And that, in my opinion, is the race that you're trying to win is increasing that number about as much as possible because that is going to ultimately give you the best bang for your buck. And I think that is sometimes overlooked. And I feel like it's sometimes a conversation, not saying this is what Kim is talking about, but just in, in general is where you know you feel like just because you're focusing on commercial just for commercial sake, even if it is a thousand dollar, I don't know, simple garage policy or something, I don't know. Uh, again, a $500 restaurant policy, something pretty terrible. It feels, it feels there's some sort of this weird validation that, oh, I'm doing commercial. I'm doing, I'm doing serious work here. I'm not doing what I used to do. I'm, I'm into the commercial game now. I've, I've gotten away from, I'm breaking these personal, personal lines chains and I'm selling commercial business now. But in reality, uh, you know, much, you know, much nicer personal lines account, you know, maybe a half a million dollar home, a couple cars, a couple teen drivers, that sort of situation. And if you preferably live in a ridiculous uh, home insurance market like Florida or Louisiana, something like that along the coasts anywhere, then things are really cooking. And when you got nice premiums, then that's actually going to end up being a better bang for your buck in terms of the agency's overall, you know, efforts. And that's the conversation I think is most important to have. And again, this isn't news, but just more or less a friendly reminder if you are in a position similar to Kim's where you have an opportunity to ask these questions about what is getting promoted on the website, what used to be the primary, I guess, revenue driver in the agency, and can and or should it be moving forward? Is there other opportunities? Are there things that are maybe uh, slightly more profitable for the agency to focus on. Have you acquired some markets that are going to give you a little more flexibility, that are going to give you access to a very specific group of people that you now have the ability to go out and target in a multitude of ways, be it organically, be it through paid traffic and attention, things like that. Those are the questions that need to be asked at this point and the ones that are most relevant to making really educated decisions that will more than likely, hopefully, turn into worthwhile, profitable results for the agency. And that is the entire question at hand. I do think what we have on our hands here is a, a, a proper part one, part two uh, 
installment here. And we haven't had one for a while, so I like a good part one, part two. And and where we're going to get to next time with Kim is really kind of detailing what comes after this conversation with you know her dad and her uncles and the speed and the pace of the focus of you know going from something that may or may not be the the bread and butter into the commercial and all of the questions that might need to come along the ride. That's it though, really, at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot more to think about and or talk about when you have the ability to consider new opportunities. It's a lot of fun, it's a lot of excitement. The only problem is to not get caught up in what you think people expect you to be doing. All right, it is definitely that time of year where most of the time, windows, they can be down in the car, maybe pop the sunroof, whatever else have you. If you do live in an environment, a climate, I should say, that experiences consistent 60 plus, 65 plus degree weathers, I guess your opinions, I mean, maybe they're going to count, but really just not really. They won't be really valid. What's the go-to song that you uh, can have on no matter what? For all the windows are down, no matter who's outside the car, who can hear it, what's the song that you feel the most comfortable? Like, yes, I can own this. I can have other people have an opinion about me listening to this track and not really think twice about it. What is it? Do you have a go-to number? Because sometimes you, know, you go a little too heavy and then you're like, whoa, what's up here? This is a little too intense. You go a little too soft. It's like, well, I'm ready for a nap. And I'm, I'm just curious. What's your go-to track? Um, I believe I, I, I provided a suggestion once upon a time. This is going to be a deep cut. I can't remember exactly when or where, what episode. But uh, my go-to album, at least, at that point in time, I might hold up. I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an obscure poll. But um, the album Elephant Riders by Clutch. Fantastic jam. Just heavy enough to kind of you know make people think, all right, I'm not sure really where this is going, who this guy is. But it's also not too crazy where people might start grabbing for their phones and possibly consider calling the police. That's it. That's my poll. What is yours? I'm curious. JoyAgencyNation.com. What is the go-to, we'll say summer, kind of cruising jam, you know, when you're rolling down some sort of strip? I don't know. I'm sure you guys had places that you drove your cars slowly with the windows down in high school or something. What was that jam? Well, maybe let's do one. What was the previous jam and what's the current jam? Although I don't know if maybe there's just pe- <laughs> maybe there's just a time period now where once you're past a certain age, having music that is past a certain decibel level uh, and is is audible outside of the car is that just is that is that a no-no? Is that frowned upon? Is that a is that not good? I don't know. I'm curious. Let me know, joyagencynation.com. In the meantime, while you wait, head on over to agencynation.com, a slash newsletter. One thing's for sure, it's pretty weird. There's nobody going to be judging you what emails you're reading. If so, they're just probably entirely too close to you in very inappropriate times. That's all I'm going to say for that. And if you have that problem, you should probably tell somebody about it. Head on over to agencynation.com, slash newsletter.